0: Welcome back to another episode of Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kacen Schultz, and this season of the podcast has been all about new beginnings. I have an amazing guest to share with you on today's episode, but before we do that, I wanted to make sure you are subscribed, following all the things so you don't miss the coming episodes here on the show. So wherever you're listening right now, tap the plus sign, tap follow, subscribe, whatever you need to hit. That way, these episodes will automatically show up in your playlist when you get ready to listen to all of your podcasts. Like I said, today's guest is amazing, and I know I speak for both of us when I say that we hope and pray that this conversation encourages you and inspires you to set vision in your own life. Polly Payne is the founder and CEO of Horatio Printing and also the host of the Dream Printing podcast. Check it out. It's amazing. She is on a mission to help Christian women pursue and achieve their God-given dreams, and she is doing that in such a powerful way. This conversation is amazing, and I can't wait to share it with you, so let's get started. Welcome, Polly, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yay! I'm so glad to be here. So I'm Polly. I am a wife, a mom. I'm the CEO of Horatio Printing, which is a planner, Bible study, all things paper company. Um, Started that back in 2014 when I lived on Horatio Street in New York. So that's where the name comes from. Um, It is not You know, a relative or some weird thing. But, anyways, so that's a little bit about me. I currently live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And um, I've got two little kiddos, one year old and three year old. I'm very
0: busy with them uh, while running this business. And that's a little bit about me. I love that. I was curious where the name came from. So, really cool to hear how that kind of came about. So the new year has started. As this airs, we will be, you know, well into February. And this whole series is about new beginnings. We've talked about, you know, in episode one, starting from ground zero, having the correct heart posture, um, setting the foundation and identity. Like we know who we are in Christ, all these different things that we're talking about. And now we kind of got to figure out like where we're going. We have to set some vision. We have to, you know, talk about first of all, giving ourselves permission to do that, to set the vision wherever we are. It doesn't matter if it was the end of December or beginning of January. Whenever we're getting around to sitting down and and casting vision for our lives, I think we just need to give ourselves permission to do that. But it can also be really overwhelming and it can maybe be strange or difficult to know where to start, how to start, especially if a listener is doing this for the first time. So I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I want you to kind of share a little bit about casting vision as a modern Christian woman, because I think there's a lot there. There's a lot that the world is, you know, screaming at us and yelling at us and telling us to do it this way. Um, There's a lot on this topic. So let's just, first of all, talk about like, why does this matter? Why should we set vision for our lives?
1: Where there is no vision, people perish. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear about the need for vision. And I think as Christians, we get scared of casting vision. Um, I think that comes from a good place of wanting to walk humbly and wanting to be obedient to God's will and maybe just not knowing what it is, like, I don't know what it is. Am I allowed to make something up? You know, it's mm-hmm. we don't want to disobey, you know, we want to be in alignment with God and what he has for us. And often what he has for us, we're not clear about. So um, I can understand how casting vision feels somewhat foreign at times. And so I think it's important though for you to have a vision and if I could just sum it up in one thing. It's just a big dream for your life. And I think as a Christian, the biggest dream you can have for your life is to become who God has called you to become. Because as you start to, you know, be transformed in the image of Christ and and as you pursue wholeness and health in all areas, God can lay on you the calling he has for you. When we're sick. And we're depleted and we're um, not stewarding certain areas of our life. Well, he's not going to lay these other things on us because we can't carry it. You know, he's a kind God. And there are seasons where, you know, things are on fire and we're struggling in this area. And it's not about, okay, I've got to be perfect before God can use me. I don't want you to um, think that I'm saying that. But I believe the biggest dream we can have is this wholeness because then god can really use you right like um all areas i'm talking about financially spiritually physically in my marriage in my motherhood uh professionally my home just the status of my home when those areas are maintained and healthy uh God is able to use you. If your finances aren't in order, that's going to spill over into other areas of your life. You're not going to be able to be used in that way, if that makes sense. Um, and it's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect everything. We're connected beings, right? And right. so that's really what I think of when I think of vision. It's this wholeness, it's health. And it's not a selfish thing because. God can use you. You can go further faster if you are taking care and maintaining and stewarding the time and the blessings you've been given, right? Right. So that's really what what I think of when it comes to vision. That's something that I personally love helping women uh, to do in their life. Men too, but I I find that women are, are more who I work with uh, my husband does use my planner but uh <laughs> you know he's it's different than the way I do it if that makes sense but anyways uh I love helping women pursue wholeness and it's just it starts with assessing of where you're at right and we're going to probably talk more about this in a minute but that's really what, what I think it's important it's like you need to have a vision for trying to become who God has called you to become mm. little by little by little by little change by change by change um so that you can pursue what he has for you
0: yeah I love that we are all about baby steps over here so little <laughs> by little day by day yeah so as we look at and you know you said you find true fulfillment there you know sometimes that might not be what we had in mind, maybe it's completely different than what we thought it would be, the thing that God calls us to or the dream that He even gives us. But that's where we find true fulfillment. Mm -hmm. I think that I've had to realize that a lot this past year is that, you know, maybe my own hopes and dreams, what I was thinking, you know, apart from the Lord is not necessarily what He had for me. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's where the fulfillment is. It's walking in that obedience and doing what He's called us to do. So as we are, you know, okay, I'm ready to set vision. We think about this word Mm -hmm. manifesting, you know, manifestation, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot out there about it, especially when we think about, you know, wanting to make change and beginning to pursue those goals and dreams. How would you say that casting vision as a Christian woman is different than manifestation?
1: It's very different,
0: but it can be
1: confusing and scary, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, when I was off the, I fell off the bandwagon hardcore in my walk with Jesus. I'll just be honest. I was the prodigal daughter who moved to New York city and was just wild and out. <laughs> and, uh, I was pursuing my career and this was before, obviously I started ratio printing and I had a boss tell me to go watch the secret. Cause he thought it would help me with my sales, you know? Like he's like, you need to go work on this and get better at manifesting. And I had no idea. And I popped some popcorn, went over to my uh coworker's house that we sit side by side. We're both in sales, we're both young, we went to school together, and we watch it. And it's like it's so seductive and it's so masquerading as innocent. And they even like in the show The Secret, they even use scriptures from the Bible. And so I thought there's something wrong with this, you know, I'm just being honest because it's so easy to get duped into this. And if you are like, wait, I didn't realize that was a bad thing. Like, I just want you to know, like, it's so easy to get duped into it because it's so seductive. It's so worldly in the sense of I can attract anything to me because there's the law of attraction, what you put out there, you get in. And there are some biblical truths to the fact that, you know, what you allow how you allow someone to treat you or like your boundaries, like there's some principles, but it's like it's a counterfeit of what God has. Right. And so um long story short, I called my mother from Alabama and I told her about it. And she's like, you better watch out who you're praying to. <laughs> and we're thinking, huh, I never thought about it. And then fast forward, I totally had this re- revelation that it's obviously sinful. It's borderline demonic. And, um, and here's, so long story short, I obviously don't, I'm not not a proponent of manifestation and here's the difference. Manifesting is you trying to attract things to you, right? When you are setting vision, God's way, you are on a pursuit of becoming like Christ, right? We are Christ followers, Christians, followers of Christ, So our vision is to become Christ-like. Who am I becoming? Closer to Jesus. And how does that look in all areas of our life, right? We're not all going to be 30-year-old men walking around in the desert, right? We're moms in 2023. Like, it's totally different what our becoming like Jesus looks like, right? We're not going to go off in the woods by ourselves for 40 days and leave our kids at home, right? Like. Where there's different, it's different. But the whole point, I think, of this vision is to become Christ-like, and then ultimately to give yourself permission to dream and to reclaim your imaginations as gods. We are created in the image of God, and therefore we um, are—we're designed to have an imagination that wants to create something, because we're created in the image of the Creator. But here's the difference when i write things down in my bucket list in my dreams for my life i sit first and get into alignment with god i pray i do worship i i sit with really important questions that i ask myself how do i want to partner with god this year what memories do i want to create with my family like i ask myself these questions and then at the end of writing all my dreams down i take a i take time to really surrender them to the feet of Jesus. Like, God, here are my dreams. I'm laying it out on tablets. It's yours. It's yours. All of it's yours. If some of these are for me, if all of these are for me, let it be. If any of this is not your will and it's not from you, I don't want any part of it. Hmm. We have to, you have to hold loosely. It's like you have vision, but you hold loosely to it, if that makes sense. And the world will tell you all your dreams need to be liabilities. Cars, vacations, the purse, whatever, whatever, whatever. These things that are not true value. And there's nothing wrong with getting your house paid off and becoming debt free and getting a home your whole family can fit in, you know? Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, like there's nothing wrong with that Uh, and having those dreams and working towards things stewarding your finances in a way and then getting those things but the world tells us all our dreams need to be these liabilities versus investments or um these spiritual dreams right like what values do you want to pass on to your kids Mm. what memories do you want to have with your parents or your grandparents or you know special people in your life anyway so that's that's really the difference in my opinion it's my because I, I do vision boards and that's some people are like, oh my gosh you should never do that but for me my vision board is very clearly made up of who I'm becoming and and the actions I'm taking to become more like Christ this year and my dreams which I've fully surrendered to God if that doesn't happen, that's fine. It's on my vision board but it's it's God's, you know so yeah. that's really my approach to it and I'm happy with that. Not everyone it's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. And that's fine, but that's, that's kind of how I approach it.
0: I love that. And I love how, I love that you do a vision board and I love, like, I listened to the whole episode and it was so good. And, you know, when you talk about how, you know, it's not what you want to manifest, but like you said, it's Mm -hmm. who you're becoming in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that even like you know, operating from that heart posture is a totally different mindset than if we are, you know, attracting things or attempting to and the whole manifestation thing. So thank you so much for kind of talking about that for a second. So before we talk about how to actually get started setting the vision, is there any other practical way that you continuously surrender? Is this like a one and done? Do you revisit this? How often do you revisit it? Is there any other, like how, how can you know, the listener, how can she practically surrender that? That's so good. Um,
1: So for me, my process is I like to set big vision for the year about once a year. You know, annually, I sit down and do a big bucket list. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest practical step to that is actually making time to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's the hardest part. It's just like setting aside 20, 30 minutes to actually let your brain and spirit, wander and think and ponder and ask and write down, right? Like, that's pretty much it. Obviously, I like to set time ahead of it and um, pray, put on worship music. And there's c- certain exercises I like to do before I actually do my bucket list. One is my heart check mm-hmm. That's an exercise in the planner. And I actually really like to do that before I do the bucket list, even though it's a few pages after heart check is these three questions. It's what do I need to let go of? Who do I need to forgive? And what fears are holding me back? I really like to look at those toxins of the heart before I dream. I think it's really powerful to go ahead and release that or pint of it. um, And just kind of set that before God of like, here's the fears I'm dealing with. Release the forgiveness I might have been holding on to that I haven't sat with and be like, wow, what? Who am I holding? And like, who am I? Am I holding on to anything? Oh, you know what? I might be holding on to this, or I might not have forgiven myself about what I did, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just sitting in that space of what you need to let go of uh, before you dream can be really powerful too. I also love to do a praise report. What happened last year that I'm so grateful for? And for those of you listening and you're like, man, I wish I would have done this in December Mm -hmm. or January. Here we are at the end of February. I have some really good news for you. Two good things, actually. The first one is if you want to go back and listen to my bucket list and like dreaming stuff, you can go to my podcast, which is now the Dream Printing Podcast, but it used to be the Dream Planning Podcast. You can go back to the episode, I think it's around 150, and do a bucket list with me. I do it all the time. trainings over the podcast. You can literally just grab a journal or you can obviously get my planner, but you could just grab a journal and I'll give you all the questions you need and everything. Um, But the second thing is, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's two different types of calendars. I'm obviously a study of calendar. I'm a calendar girl. Um, And the calendar that we use in the world today is called the Gregorian calendar. New Year's is on January 1st. We have these months, January, February, March. And then God's calendar, the calendar of the Bible is called the Hebrew calendar. They have completely different months. If you've ever read some of the Old Testament, it's like in the month of Nisan, you know, you're like month of Nisan. Like, when is that? if you've ever studied how they align, uh, they're different, obviously. It's so fascinating. They've got all sorts of resources online about it. And I've been studying it more and more in the past two years, but God's new year, the day that he claims as his new year is actually the first day of Nisan. And that is March 23rd, which makes sense. If God were to pick a new year's day, obviously it would be spring. It wouldn't yeah. be in the dead of winter. Like, is it the end of March when you finally start to spring up and you're like, ah, spring's here, flowers are starting to bloom. Like that is God's new year. Yes. I don't know who made up the Gregorian calendar, but I hate that new year's is January 1st, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so that might be some good news for you that like God's new year is actually coming up oh, soon and it's, This year, it's March 23rd is every year it, you know, shifts a little bit to our calendar. But this year on the 2023, the first day of Nissan is March 23rd, which is my husband's birthday. Um, Yeah. And so fun fact, you're not late. (laughs) You can start all this and let March 23rd be your new year.
0: That is so good. So good. I love little facts like that. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm guessing that probably is inspiring hope and encouraging a mom listening right now. So I'm definitely going to link to the bu- the bucket list episode in the show notes. I listened to it. You guys, you have to go listen to it. It's so, so good. So okay, let's talk about what steps can the mom listening get started. Like how can she get started casting vision? So my favorite thing for casting vision uh, when it comes to who do I want to become,
1: that's really the question I think you want to sit with, with your vision, because we can have these other visions of like, I want to go to Italy. And that's a great vision, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do too. Sign me up. Let's go together, you know? Uh, But the vision for your life of who you want to become, like your legacy, your family, your home, what do you want your home to feel like? You know, this peaceful place where, how do you want your... To your motherhood to look like in this next season, in this next year. Who do you want to become more like? Right. So that's really where I would start with the vision. I uh walk people through this exercise inside of my planner called the personal growth section. And it starts with that question who do I want to become? And here are the steps of that personal growth wheel. And I do have a whole episode dedicated to that as well. Um And if you grab one of our planners, we have like a hundred left on the website. Um, If you grab one of our planners, it comes with a whole course that walks you through it. And that first question is just assessment. There's a wheel and there's, you know, eight slices to the wheel. Those slices are your home, marriage, motherhood, spiritual, physical, financial, personal, and I think physical. I hope I got them all right. But anyways, personal is just, how are you doing? Like, how are you? And you shade it in. If you're feeling really discouraged, you shade it in a little bit. If you're feeling really encouraged, you shade it in a lot. And if you're listening to this and you want to do it today, you could literally, on a scale of one to 10, how are you in all these areas? All right. And then you look at that and you pick your top two most discouraged areas. Like, huh, okay, well, my finances are this and it's my motherhood. The next step is why, why did you give yourself that rating? If you gave yourself a really great rating for physical, why you've probably been, you know, doing whole 30, or you've been going to the gym and you're, or you've been sleeping well. And you're like, that's where I've been spending my time and it's paid off. And that's something to celebrate the areas that are doing well. And we'll always have areas that are on fire season to season to season. And after you really sit down and assess why the next step is to come up with one to three activities you can do on a weekly basis to feel more encouraged. So each category, it's like, okay, what's, what's three things you could do in your week to, to feel more encouraged physically, spiritually. And you just sit down and write those one to three. And the last step is to circle the one thing in every category. Mm. This is a lot of steps. I realize that, but no, it's a point.
0: It is, it's, it sounds like a lot, but in the end, you're really just, okay, what's the one thing that I'm going to do in these areas, in each, each area. Mm-hmm. And
1: I really want you to sit with, okay, what are the two areas that are most on fire, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's finance and physical, okay, that's where we pour into this week mm-hmm. and you do the thing, what's the thing you need to do? The one thing in that area. Yeah. Yeah. For financial, maybe it's, I need to sign up for Financial Peace University. I need to make a budget this month, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Um, Maybe for physical, it's like, I need a daily smoothie, or I need to go to bed at 10 o'clock. And Mm -hmm. I'm doing that this week as a gift for myself. Yeah. what's the one thing. And so I really, uh, I had this section, the planner, and then I partner with Chelsea Joe, and she teaches the fundamental needs. So she came in and actually added this section into my planner. And so I have her come in and guest teach in the course, the dream planning essentials course that comes with every planner. And she does this. It's like, once you figure out your great eight or your eight things you need to do every week, you could have seven. Uh, If you're not married, you could just look at like relationships or friendships instead of marriage as a category. And you add those fundamental needs to your week. When you sit down and plan your week, I have in orange, my eight things that I do every week. And when you prioritize them, like reconciling your budget on Tuesdays, uh, I do my meal prep on Sunday. Me and my husband sit down and, and write uh, right in our marriage journal every week on Sunday night that those it's these little things you add into your week that become routine that help you become who you're called to become
0: yes
1: help you to live the vision you have versus just let it stay a vision if that makes right. sense um and so that's been this big puzzle piece like light bulb for me of like connecting vision to my actual schedule because your schedule and what you focus on in your schedule, Will determine who you become. Mm -hmm. Like if you are focusing on really depressing or um, anxiety-inducing news, or even anxiety-inducing entertainment, it 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 invites it into your life. You know, like what are you spending your time on? Mm -hmm. What are you? Where where is your time going? It all starts with assessment, taking inventory of like what am I doing with this time that I have? Because your time is such a gift. Um, And we have, you know, only so much of it, right? It's a limited resource. So that's really that first step I would take is sitting down to have that assessment. Um, And I go through the the training, this training on my podcast as well. I believe it is episode 155. It's the one right after the bucket list. So (laughs) those two 154 and 155 are right next to each other. So that that training is there for you uh, over there as well.
0: So good. I love how you remind us that like, it can't just stay a vision. It can't even just stay, you know, in the assessment phase. We have to kind of plug these things into our week, you know, to our calendar, to our schedule so that we are taking action in these areas, because that's whenever we see true change. That's whenever we, like you said, step into that woman, the mom, the friend that God's called us to be. Mm -hmm. So And let it be good enough. Like, let it be good enough. Like,
1: it's not about, oh my gosh, I always get these eight things done. And now I'm perfect and our house is perfect and it's spotless and my marriage is thriving. Like it's it's not about like obtaining perfection because that's impossible. and That leaves us stuck. Mm-hmm. It's just about taking these baby steps. Like I know you said, you guys like baby steps here. It's just these little baby steps, these little wins, these little seeds of investment. Mm -hmm. I'm planting these new seeds this year, investing in these areas because I want to see more fruit in my marriage, in my finances, in my motherhood, in my spiritual life.
0: I want to see that fruit. These are just little seeds, you know? Yep. So, so good. Okay. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you and the best place to connect with you, all of that. And then, of course, I'm going to link everything below as well. Yay. So you
1: can find me over on my podcast. It's the Dream Printing Podcast. I have renamed it from the Dream Planning Podcast because one of the big uh, dreams that I have that I've been pursuing for the last seven months is teaching other people how to print luxury paper products through my print school. So I have a free workshop if you want to learn that. If you're like, oh, I've always wanted to make a planner or you've always wanted to make a devotional or a journal or just some sort of beautiful paper product, I'm your girl. I will help you do it. Uh, I have a workshop. It's at HoratioPrinting.com slash workshop. You can find all of Horatio's planners and products at HoratioPrinting.com. It's Horatio with a C. So it's h o r h o r a c i o Printing.com. Uh, and you can always DM me on Instagram. would love to connect with you at Horatio Printing. And that's about it.
0: Love that. Thank you so much, Polly, for being here today and sharing all that you have shared. It's just a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for being here with me. It was such a pleasure. I told you it was going to be so good. There were so many good reminders and words of wisdom that Polly shared with us on the topic of setting vision. So I hope that this episode helps you get started with taking steps of action in your own life toward becoming that woman, mom, sister, friend that God has called you to be because There isn't another you. No one else can be the you that God has called you to be. So find that alignment, ask God for vision, and then take baby steps each day to pursue those goals and the dreams that He has laid on your heart or that He will lay on your heart. I will see you back here next week, friends. Same time, same place. Before you go, if this show has encouraged or inspired you in any way, the number one way you can help me is to leave a written review, letting other moms know how this podcast is impacting your life and motherhood. Then send this episode to some mom friends. Thank you for joining me in the mission of spreading messages just like this one to moms around the world. If you're looking for a community of like-minded mamas to come alongside you, support and encourage you, join our Facebook group by searching Her Pursuit or by clicking the link in the show notes. Come share with us what you're taking away from this episode, what stuck out to you. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me and I'll see you next time, mama.